Welcome back, everyone. My name is Michael LeBlanc, Senior Portfolio Manager at Canaccord Junior Wealth Management. Thanks for joining us again this week, where we talk about everything that's going on in the markets last week and what we see coming up this week, and uh, just give you a general uh, general update. Um, as always, keep in mind, everything we cover on these videos is for information purposes only. Always do your own due diligence or reach out to us. Go to mikeonmoney.com. Uh, you can reach us there. Uh, our portal has other videos, other educational um, things you can sign up for, your, our weekly newsletters uh, that can keep you up to date, uh, but also all our contact information. So give us a call, an email, or you can book an appointment right there. We're happy to talk about what your questions are, your specific situation, and how we might be able to help you out. With that, let's jump into things. So let's take a look at uh, what's coming up this week. We're looking for the U.S. trade numbers for April. We're looking for the Canadian numbers. Uh, we're also going to be seeing inflation numbers uh, coming up. We'll talk a little bit more about that. Uh, so far, this week has been pretty flat in the markets. We've seen things open a little bit uh, low this morning, uh, bouncing back a little bit towards flat, not too much moving on, a little bit of bond selling off as investors are, are looking at that Fed Reserve uh, to be more aggressive. We are expecting another rate hike, obviously, just to tame inflation. Um, but the rest of the year is starting to come into question as to what that's going to look like. Uh, the inflation data is due out on Friday. Uh, obviously, everyone's going to pour, pour over this information. Uh, we are looking for it to come down a little bit uh, from its previous forecasts, uh, as we have seen some, some movement on the price side of things. Uh, it really depends on which uh, inflation we're looking at. Obviously, we look at the core inflation where you strip out food and energy. Uh, it, we're looking at it coming down. Uh, food and, and energy and fuel obviously still staying up there, uh, you know, exasperated by the Ukraine-Russia situation that continues. Uh, and we don't see uh, any immediate uh, end uh, resolution for that in sight. Other things going on. So just touch base. I, everyone knows I'm, I'm, I don't like talking about crypto too much. Uh, but I will touch on, you know, there was a, a, uh, a investigation by routers that uh, came out and looked at Binance as one of the uh, the, the biggest um, cryptocurrency exchanges, uh, and it's become a hub for ha hackers and fraudsters and drug traffickers. Uh, we've seen a lot of fraud uh, over even in 2022, but certainly over the last couple of years around cryptocurrencies. People having their wallets stolen, having rug pull scams and different coins coming out. Uh, and in fact, this, this kind of investigation looked at a five-year period, uh, and they just looked at the Binance exchange. They didn't look at, it, at any of the other ones, and they, uh, they found that it served as a conduit for uh, at least $2.35 billion of money laundering and illicit funds. So this goes back to my comments uh, even last year when we were talking about the crypto markets and, and kind of when they were heading upwards. The big concern about investing in crypto, for me anyway, is certainly around regulation. What are countries going to do? And we've started to see different countries come out with more regulation, uh, some very strict, some just starting uh, different aspects of regulation, but getting more and more serious as they move along uh, to try to stem that, uh, that type of behavior and that type of uh, illegal conduct. And, uh, and I just see that continuing 
uh, until you know they regulate it down to basically a currency. Uh, and at, at that point, does it lose the luster of being a uh, a crypto a crypto market? Uh, obviously, there's still the the issue of scarcity when it comes to cryptos. Uh, they do have limited supplies, uh, but that being said, there's a lot of supply still out there. Hey, we will keep watching and any other uh, big news on the crypto market, we'll, uh, we'll talk about it further. Uh, Canada's moving to bulk up their antitrust muscle, um, you know, may not be the root of the problem. The US did this last year, uh, trying to deal with all the M&A activity we've seen over the last few years. Uh, we've seen industry after in industry start to consolidate. We saw it in the uh, energy sector, we're seeing in the medical, we're seeing in the technical. Uh, tech sectors, uh, fewer and fewer choices for customers. You know, big example here in Canada, of course, is the Roger and Shaw merger, uh, given less and less choices to Canadians when it comes to telecom. And Canada, it is a great example because Canada is all, you know, one of the most expensive mobile phone bill payers in, in the world. Uh, and we're forking out a ton of money. We're also one of the biggest every, you know, for your everyday banking uh, continues uh, to be very costly in Canada. Uh, and, and, you know, that's a pretty tight market in Canada, the, the, the banking sector with the top five uh, pretty much controlling most uh, most of the market share. So consumer advocates are out there saying we need to have uh, better antitrust rules. Uh, we'll have to see if that's going to work in Canada. The Canadian market is very different than, say, the European or U.S. market, especially when it comes around size. You know, it's hard for, it's hard for companies to uh, compete globally um, you know, on a Canadian scale compared to the global scale. So that consolidation has let them become more competitive globally. However, it has limited the choices here in Canada. So we'll have to see where Canada takes those antitrust rules. As I mentioned, the U.S. kind of beefed theirs up, and we saw a lot of M&A activity ahead of those new rules coming into place. Uh, America's split on nuclear energy. So uh, obviously there's a lot of talk around... Um, uh, you know, more, um, more, less fossil fuel, sorry, less fossil fuel, more, less greenhouse emissions, uh, you know, more efficient energy. And, and nuclear energy checks a lot of those boxes. It obviously has some downside. And one of the big worries out there is safety. You know, the safety worries linger. And, uh, you know, there have been instances in the past where, um, you know, the safety around nuclear has been mishandled. Uh, obviously, you know, Chernobyl, through Mile Island, and, and others uh, close calls out there that uh, that uh, have uh, Fukushima obviously uh, have people concerned. Uh, but more and more, the Biden administration is uh, pushing billions of dollars uh, that way to try to revitalize that industry, to try to bring back uh, some energy uh, efficiencies and green uh, green energy, if you want to look at it that way. Uh, to the U.S. to make them less reliant on fossil fuels. So we'll have to see how that goes. The U.S. Poland right now is kind of showing 50-50 in the U.S. as far as nuclear goes. Uh, obviously, we've seen different countries around the world, um, you know, go more nuclear. And then back of Germany is a good example where they backed off, about backed off. Other countries move forward. Uh, you know, even if you run a great safe plant, I mean, look at Fukushima. It wasn't necessarily a fault of the technology or the operators. It was a natural disaster. So. Uh, there are some legitimate concerns around the, the safety and long-term viability on nuclear. Uh, other news in the wealth world, uh, Carl Icahn is uh, dropping his proxy fight with Kroger. Um, if you followed the, 
the uh, lawsuit against McDonald's over the treatment of pregnant uh, pigs or pregnant, um, you know, uh, pregnant animals on the farms. Uh, you know, he lost the big battle with McDonald's, so he's dropping his lawsuit against Kroger's. So it's a you know an ongoing fight uh, around the, the the proper treatment of animals when preparing our food. We've seen this with other uh, big chains uh, like KFC around chickens. Uh, and obviously that's not going away. So we'll have to keep a close eye on what the courts might change down the road as it could affect profitability of some of these bigger chains who work on pretty uh, pretty slim margins. Uh, Biden is waiving the solar panel tariffs, also in a kind of green energy move uh, on four countries. Uh, he's invoking the defense law there to uh, hopefully st stimulate some more, uh, some more manufacturing here in North America around the, the panel manufacturing. Uh, industry. So he's waving those for two years, trying to beef up demand and, and affordability for people to convert to more solar energy at, uh, at, at home and industry. Uh, so we'll have to, again, see what kind of uh, uptake we see on that uh, down in the U.S. Uh, Canada's, you know, we're seeing more and more of the solar stuff. Uh, obviously, our climate is a little tougher, uh, but there are areas of the country, certainly Vancouver here, uh, and even Toronto uh, has a lot of sun. Remember, it, it's not about necessarily sunshine. It's just, uh, you know, heat and light. Uh, these panels are getting more and more efficient, and, and we're seeing the numbers make a bit more sense uh, as time move, moves on. Hedge fund Elliott is suing the London uh, Stock Exchange for $450 million over nickel trading halts. So, uh, you know, a while back there was, uh, in March, there was some confusion around uh, the, uh, the nickel uh, trade market went to chaotic movements in, in March and the, the LME shut down temporarily or suspended trading in the market uh, while they figured it out to make sure it was a fair market. Uh, and uh, the, the hedge fund feels that they missed out on some opportunities in that and are blaming the LME for shutting down uh, too early or unwarrantedly and are pursuing this lawsuit. So we'll see where that ends up. Usually the, uh, the exchanges have you know, policy in places uh, around the shutdowns or suspensions. Uh, so as long as they follow their policies, it uh, shouldn't be an issue. Becton Dixon uh, to acquire Parada Systems for over a billion dollars. So um, again, another M&A we're talking about, uh, not uh, not so much in Canada, but uh, Becton uh, said to acquire a Parada Systems for about 1.5 million all in cash deal to expand their pharmacy automation. And we've seen a lot in the pharmaceutical space uh, over the last, I want to say six to eight months, uh, as more and more companies try to beef up their offer. And obviously through the pandemic, there's been a lot of money to be made through the, the vaccines and through treatments um, and, and, and other medications. Um, and, and it's not limited strictly to the COVID-19, uh, but more and more uh, as we've seen these companies uh, make more money through the pandemic, they're spending that money on, on bigger acquisitions. So let's take a look at what's coming up this week. Uh, coming up, as I mentioned, U.S. trade data is coming out. Uh, we are looking at to contract a little bit uh, after uh, the earlier month was pretty big, almost 110 billion. Uh, separately, consumer credit for April is likely to have risen uh, after uh, risen. Sorry, about 35 billion after a big jump in the previous month as people, you know, jumped on the the tail end of cheap credit as we continue to see costs. Of borrowing going up, we're also seeing the Chilean bank is expected to raise their uh, their country's be benchmark interest rates by seventy five basis points to nine percent. 
So, you know, as much as we've seen our rates go up, we should be thankful. We're nowhere near the 9% rate. Uh, and they've taken that up from an eight and a quarter after they already did a previous month hike. Um, we're also seeing that uh, that uh, Chile uh, expected to post uh, copper and, tr and trade balances data for the uh, for the month as well. Uh, other U.S. top news. This is interesting. Apple is diving deeper into autos with softwares for your dashboard. So we all have CarPlay, but in most new cars, you can plug your uh, Apple devices in and, and have your CarPlay integrated into your car. Uh, and in certain vehicles, you might have even seen your dashboard uh, integrated with Google. Um, so Apple's moving to roll out a slew of new future features and collaborate with car manufacturers to offer the similar Apple platform as opposed to a Google platform, and rather than just the CarPlay feature, it would actually be an integrated uh, Apple device, basically like having your phone on your car. So uh, we'll take a we'll have to see how that that rolls out. Obviously, it's a it's a new move for Apple to kind of be the operating system for a vehicle. Google has done it uh, for many vehicles, uh, so we'll see where that goes uh, with with Apple as they roll that out. Uh, and the continuing saga around Twitter uh, with Elon Musk as he threatens to drop his deal uh, for the $44 billion offer to acquire uh, Twitter. Uh, as we've talked about, the market's been signaling this for a while, obviously, with the $54 um, a share U.S. takeout price. Uh, you know, last I looked, it was trading somewhere around $39 a share. Pretty much the market saying it's not going to happen or if it's happening, it's not going to be at that price. Uh, the justification for this is around the number of spam or fake accounts that exist on Twitter. Uh, no, this is no surprise. Everyone who's ever been on Twitter knows there are fake bots out there. Uh, Twitter does have policies and system in place to shut down those accounts as, as quickly as they can and, and as many as they can. Uh, so the big battle is to how many of them actually exist. So of all the Twitter accounts, how many are fake or, or bots as they're called? And, uh, uh, and no one really knows. Twitter is declaring somewhere around 5%. Elon Musk is asking for data to prove that 5%. Uh, and, uh, and, and Twitter has reasons, legal reasons, as to why they're not divulging that or giving it the exact data, mostly from what I've read uh, around the fact that they're constantly closing these things down. There's no like exact a number on any one particular day uh, that would be accurate a week later or a month later. So they work on approximation, which is around the 5% mark. So uh, Musk is pushing this as an excuse to get out of the deal. Will he be able to? Well, he can't walk away. There's a billion dollar breakup fee for him to do that. Uh, could he renegotiate? It's a possibility. Could he fight for not paying the billion dollars because of this? Maybe. Uh, there's also, a, a, as we mentioned in previous weeks, uh, there is a lawsuit out against Musk from Twitter shareholders that he might have used his uh, his Twitter account and this takeover, um, you know, all the all, all the trolling he did, all the posts he did around this this Twitter take uh, takeover, uh, you know, to manipulate the price of Twitter itself. So we'll have to see kind of how this plays out and if he actually goes through. As I said, the market is pretty much forecasting it's not going to go through, at least not at the $54 a share or $44 billion acquisition price. Uh, China, uh, the government of China uh, has concluded their cybersecurity probe uh, around Didi apps and, and other uh, ride hailing apps in China. Uh, so if you follow this, they did the big cybersecurity probe to see you know, where the data was going, if it was going back to the US or, or other countries. 
so they finished that. So they're going to start to allow uh, Diddy and other apps to go back onto um, uh, devices in China or on the app stores, uh, domestic app stores anyway. Uh, so if you're not familiar, Diddy is kind of the Uber of China uh, for ride hail and some of the, the, uh, the biggest ones they have over there. Uh, there's the continued bid and war around Spirit Airlines and JetBlue. Uh, uh, JetBlue sweetened an offer. Again, we covered this a couple of weeks ago. So JetBlue made a, uh, a sorry, Spirit Airlines made an offer for JetBlue to buy them out and merge. Um, it was rejected. Uh, it became a hostile takeover. Now they've, they've sweetened the uh, sweetened the price or up the price uh, to take to take a, take them out and merge the two ultra low cost carriers. Uh, and we'll have to see uh, what comes out of the vote from the shareholders later this week to see if they can move forward with a deal. Canada on, uh, Canada's views on the other side, uh, Dubai is selling a minority stake in their flagship port. So, uh, so this is good. It's a pension, a Canadian pension fund uh, is investing in a Dubai uh, flagship, one of the flagship ports, uh, which is pretty much a, a kind of a cash flow kind of investment. Uh, and then pretty stable cash flows for major ports. I will have to see uh, as we get more details on this, uh, the Dubai port is using it to uh, cut, cut down their, their debt massively that they use to, uh, to build out and expand the port. On the exchange side of things, US dollar hedged a little bit higher uh, as stocks in Europe fell. Again, the flight to safety uh, story still continues to play out. Uh, we see the currency uh, pretty much expected to stay there. Uh, as as we still have this fear of interest rates and we're still looking at the, the US economy, solid for now, uh, but keeping a close eye on it and really see, start to wait and see, sorry, for the uh, what the, the Fed comes out as far as the language goes after the next hike. Sterling was a bit lower. Uh, you know, there was a big no confidence vote in Europe if you followed it, of course. Johnson uh, faced uh, a vote to stay in power and he survived that with a 211 to 148 vote. So he remains prime minister. Pretty close, though, you know, given it's his party vote. And uh, so, uh, you know, a good chunk of uh, a good chunk of them were looking at taking him out of uh, out of office. And this is obviously over Partygate, uh, where over the holidays when uh, Britain was in a similar lockdown to where we were here, you know, uh, around especially around gatherings. Uh, keeping gathering small and what type of contact or, or uh, what type of uh, hosting you could do. Uh, and they were found guilty by the police. Uh, Boris Johnson was found guilty by the police and fined for holding uh, you know, parties that uh, broke those rules. And in fact, some of them sounded pretty wild, but uh, he remains in power. So we'll have to see what happens with that. On the commodity front, oil's uh, price slightly higher, around 118 US last time I looked. Uh, so still hold it very strong. Remember, we talked about oil quite a bit last week. Uh, we like uh, we like the story. We still think oil prices are going to hold strong. Supply uh, is still constrained. It is creeping up a little bit. OPEC, OPEC Plus is able to is starting to increase targets through the summer, um, and and depending on what happens uh, with the Ukraine Russia situation, uh, obviously we're going to have to uh, keep a close eye on that. As I mentioned last week, if you've done really well in energy and you, you're overweight, it might be time to start start trimming. I'm not saying get out, getting out of uh, your old positions. They're still setting the new highs. Are, I know our Exxon positions are uh, hitting a new high for us. Um, 
So still a really good investment. I'm not saying get, get out of it. I still like the story, uh, but it's always good to take some money off the table uh, when you've done really well, especially if you really overweighted oils in your portfolio. Base metals weakened a little bit under the, the pressure of the strong dollar. Uh, and really this should be happening to oil as the dollar goes up, we should see oil weakening. But uh, again, that supply pressure is uh, keeping it high. So, um, so continue to see base metals weaken a little bit. Uh, and that's probably gonna stay the story as long as the US dollar uh, continues in bullish trend. So with that, that's all we have for this week. If you have any questions, go to Mike on Money. I will say we won't be doing next week uh, our, our live update on Tuesday. Uh, we are, uh, if you notice the background, things are a bit brighter. The sound hopefully is better. Uh, we are in our permanent uh, digs after moving or having our office renovated. Uh, so we're back. So we're going to be changing the, the format of the videos. Uh, we're still coming at you with uh, regular updates and, and, and commentary, uh, but we're going to come out with uh, some new formats, some more interviews, uh, some more specific topics uh, for you to listen to, uh, and then our, uh, our, our regular updates on the market. We're actually going to focus more and more on portfolio construction and what we're doing in the portfolios and give you more updates around that. So I will come out with uh, all our updates and thank you for all the feedback that we've gotten, which uh, helped us kind of revise how uh, we're going to roll out the new format. Um, but we'll have that out in about a week's time to you. Uh, but look for that. As always, you can go to my code money, you can find the replays uh, or subscribe to the podcast because all these are on podcasts as well. So with that, thank you very much. Hopefully you have a great week and I'll talk to you again soon. Thank you all. Take care.